Boca Tove. Okay, we'll pick up with that in a minute. Okay, Boca Tove. All right, so today's daf is Ayin Chet, 78, and we pick up in the middle of Ayin Zayin Amadvet. The two dots, Vivatoch Beta, we are dealing with um, the question about the act of giving of the get. And as I mentioned, the Mishnah talks about giving it directly up to the woman on her body, like in her hand, or in her yard. And as I mentioned, the question is, and the question that's going to be sort of uh, continuing for a while, is to what degree are we trying to define something which would be a classic act of kinyan, of taking possession of an object. Um, however, here it can be forced upon her. Or how much is it just, is it a, re- a different definition, a physical act of giving? So the Gemara had a whole question about why does it count to give it into her yard, um, and that could be framed in two ways, either because since she takes possession of it, it transfers to the husband, that's a Kenyan model, although it seemed that the Gemara's greater concern was, why is this yard, or the way I certainly understood the Gemara, why is this yard considered uh, part of her since the husband has rights to the yard? It's not like her hands, the husband has, very, you know, gets, gets the benefit of it, Kenyan payros, so, um, and that's for it's very different than giving it directly in her hand herself, where it's obviously it is giving it to her. Um, and uh, the Gemara's Rava's at least classic answer, rather than the special case that he that he uh, for that, that that he waived his rights to the Kenyan payros, or he did, never got them. Rava's answer is Gita v'yada ban keechad, Gita v'chatzer ban keechad. That we look a minute into the future and we see that as a result of get, this will be fully her her, her yard or her field. So it's considered that as right now. So that is enough to make that considered, and that's the chiddush of of the nasan biyada that even not in her hand, even in her property, is considered giving it to her. Okay, so now the Gemara continues with that, but we'll keep in mind those two models of an act of giving, as opposed to an, as opposed to the issue of taking possession, a normal masa kinyan. Now it says, give it to her, and she's in her house. So the Mishnah emphasized that she was actually standing in her house. Why did it emphasize that? She's physically on the property itself, like the Mishnah sounds like. Um... No, she could be in a different city. It doesn't matter. Okay, so yes, it works. So the Mishnah says, okay, maybe we can get to the Svar about that in a minute, but what do you do with the Mishnah? The Mishnah says she's in her yard, in her house. So the Gemara says, Um wherever she is it's like she's in her yard it's like she's in her house which is very strange why are you telling me that why would I have thought you needed to be in the house that you have to tell me to like it and uh, yeah where are you getting this model if fundamentally you don't need it why do you have to tell me it's like you have it if fundamentally it's not required very weak read of the Mishnah okay. maybe but I mean but why nevertheless okay that's uh, worse in a way that's he's right there anyway okay strange that's a very strange read but what's the debate about so the Mars says, um... So here's explaining why I would think that you need betoch, not exactly for a uh, because the physical presence is needed. Obviously not because we don't need the physical presence, but you need it that the yard is guarded, um, sort of under her 
uh, auspices, you know, sort of, you know, under her watch, um, and not through somebody else's watch. What does that mean? How would it be guarded through not midata? It doesn't mean if you have a good fence around it, then that is midata. She made the fence. So the, a case of something that she owns that's protected, not midata, the Gemara is going to say later, is her slave. If you put it in the hand of her slave and her slave is awake, even though her slave is considered to be her property, in that case, the slave is the one who is fundamentally the watcher of that object. If you put it in my yard and I've got, I've hired a, gu- a guy to watch my yard and to guard my yard, nevertheless, I'm sort of like controlling it. It's through me that this thing is being watched. But presumably it understands that even if I told my slave to watch and protect objects that are put on his body, nevertheless, fundamentally, he's seen as the prime, I mean, it's his body, so he's seen as the primary person that is watching and controlling that, um, and therefore that excludes that case. But in any case, other than that, it's considered mishtamerit l'data, and it works, and that's why it works even if she's not physically on the yard. Now, I want to say, by the way, well, let's take the next line of the Gemara. This could very much suggestive this debate of the two models I put out there. So let's look at the next line of the Gemara. Um, um, okay. So she's divided. Let's say this is the debate. Now, this is a general debate in all of Shas uh, about how come something works when it comes into my yard, a normal act of is it like it's on my person? Is it yada? Or is it that it somehow represents my interests? So the Gemara says, maybe that's the debate, that classic debate we have in general by Kenyan Chatzar is the debate here. It has to be like my hand. Then I have to be standing there. If it has to just represent my interests, I don't have to stand there unless uh, it's sufficient that it's mishtamerit l'da'ata. Okay? So the Gemara says, one minute. Now, as I've been saying, you could say that maybe by other Kinyanim it's chatzar mishum shliach. But by get, maybe it has to be chatzar you know, again, that emphasis, that's sort of, you know, because it's Natan Biyada, right? And it's not a real Shaliyah. So maybe the whole Kiddush is that it's considered an extension of her, and she has to be standing on it. So the Gemara says, um, look, not necessarily, the Chuliyama Yadam Yishum Yada Yisrabai, everybody could say Chatzar is a type of a Yad. Mar Savarki Yada, the one holds. Okay, that's a simple application of that principle, like her hand. The same way her hand is right on, she's next to her hand on her body, she's attached to it. So the chutzah, she has to be like in the chutzah, so it's seen as an extension of her. The idach, and the other would say, How far are you going to take this? So maybe we'll say the hand is like not just, and she's not just next to her hand, she's connected to her hand. So you think she's got to be connected to her yard? You think you got to like dig a hole and she'll stand in the hole or something? You got to glue her onto the yard? I mean, how far are you going to take this? Comparison. Ella, so we don't say it that it's a question about the physical proximity. Ella Kiyo, that's more of a conceptual idea. The same way something in my hand is something that I watch and I protect and so on. So, um, anything that is under my auspices and is protected through me is considered like my hand. So it's not because it's, we're working with a different model. We are dealing with the model of Yad. But the question is how literal and physical do you have to be about what kind physically an extension of me then I have to be standing on it but not physically anything that I'm protecting you know the whole idea of Yad right you know is a metaphor like my, my hand you know what, what's like a puzzle about that like well there's um, um, you know the idea like my hand represents like Yadiasta like well certainly by God you know Afyadiasta Aretz or something like you know the idea of hand represents power control and so on so the idea that it's included in hand means the conceptual idea of what a hand is something under her power under her control that 
that's considered yad. It's not necessarily that the chatzar has to be some physical extension of her. Lafuke chatzar mishtamer shalol ledata, as opposed to something when it's not ledata, it's under somebody else's control, like my slave is controlling it, or certainly if somebody else, you know, it's my chatzar isn't mishtamer at all. Okay, so according to this, it's a way of seeing two concepts of what yad is in a very physical sense. It's not my body, but it's under my control, two ways of defining yad, and that is the debate, um, and so on. Now, it would be interesting to know, um, what, you know, by get we actually rule that you have to be omeris betochatzera. Okay, the actual halacha is by get to look at the Rambam. Um, let me just quote this Rambam for a second. Right, the Rambam paskins the he shomedes. Hold on, let me just check this. Hey, Gerish and Vet. You're not home. It's not good. What? Mail to you and you're not home. It's not good. Mail to you and you're not home. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a case like after it's given. Can you redefine the act? But yeah, hazoike liisto betochatzei raim hai shomedes sham betzadchei rad nitzkareshes v'imav lo nitzkarsha atetamod betzadchei ra. Okay, the afal pilish yichatzer she. Okay, so the Rambam says, But it's interesting the way the Rambam frames it. Not because it has to be Yad, but because how can you call it a Shaliach, right? Because it's, it's against her, it's not in her benefit. So why would the Chatzah represent her Shaliach, her as her Shalichut? So that's the way the Rambam frames it. The suggestion is, and I'm pretty sure that the Rambam rules, that by um, other Halachot, not by Get, um, that you do not have to be there but that could be again because it's more of an issue of uh, what do you call it of um, of uh, more of an issue of um, of of shalichus uh, but you, but it's considered to be for somebody's benefit let me just take, take one second and look at this Yudzayin Aveda Yud um, um, right, so the Rambam says that, but so it's, anyway, the Rambam has a difference, but it could be that actually it sounds like the way the Rambam is phrasing it, that they're both a type of shlichos, except one is for somebody's benefit and one is not somebody's benefit. So it's interesting to think, is it the same model of chotzer by the Isha and by a normal kinyan? One way of distinguishing is the way the Rambam does, to their benefit, not to their benefit. Another way of distinguishing is to say by Isha it has to operate on the Yad model, which actually the other Gemaras sound like that's very much true, or this Gemara sounds like it is, whereas by kinyanim it could operate on the Shaliach model. And if it's operating on the Yad model, then the question is how much does it have to be physically an extension or just seen under somebody's control? Yeah. Based on this, you very weird uh, dichotomy. So, like, let's say she has a thousand acres state, and, you know, husband drives it, puts it right in the middle. Right. You know, it's Kone, you know, she's a guard watching it, even though, like, no one can see it, and right. no one can go and take it. Then she, but if he gives it right to the guard, the guard says, oh, I know this is a very important document. Right. I'm going to keep it with me right here, so right. make sure you get it, and it's not good. You know right. I mean? uh, pretty much. That's correct. I mean, it, well, it doesn't work as Shlichos, and it doesn't work as a Yad. Yeah. Okay. So now the Gemara says like this. Okay. Um, okay. Um, Gavra, a man. And again, this also, in my mind, always goes back to the question of is it about Kenyan or is it about an act of giving? A certain man threw a get to his wife, and she was in a yard, and the get went and it rolled away and it fell on like a piece of wood. 
Amar Rabbi Yosef, Chazina, we, we, we take a look. Ihavi Arba Amos, Al Arba Amos, if that piece of wood is four Amos by four Amos, Palagle with Shusul and Afshe, it's its own domain, and she's not in the Goreshes. That's what the Gemara is going to ask. Vilo, and if not, Chadar Shusul, he and it does work. So the Gemara says, what are you talking about? But like Askina, what's the case? If it's her yard, who cares if it's Arba Amos? It's in her yard. It's in the airspace of her yard. Whatever, it should work. I'm sorry, thank you. It's in his chaser. If it's not Arba Amos, why does it work? It's his yard. It's his yard, and he lent her the space. He says, I'm going to throw you a get, and I'm lending you the space for to use for you to take possession of this get. Now, that raises interesting questions. Does she have to do a Kenyan on it? Like, you know, all the whole discussion before, here, you know, here it would sound like he would have to do a Kenyan on You know, she'd have to do a Kenyan to take possession of the place, that at least it's her. But that in itself is a Chirish, that a rented space can be used, right? I mean, we had that before. You remember by the Shali, by the Tzchiv Mirah, that presumably was like lending. I mean, he could have been giving, but it sounded like he was lending like his closet to be used and so on. So here we have a lent yard, a rented or a lent yard could be used, even though uh, the woman's basic title to a yard isn't enough if the husband has a Kenyan Aperos, right? All very interesting. What constitutes sufficient ownership of the property to work? Anyway, let's see what the Gemara says. He, he threw it on the ground and then lending you the space. Yeah, but again, that's my point. If he said it like, oh, here, use the space that's just verbal. That might not be enough. I mean, everything we've been seeing, one would think that she had to do some mass opinion on that space to be used. Okay? So, the Chad Makam Moshli Inish, Trey Moshli Inishi, that you are lending her one space. I said, this space I'm lending you. You know, the, and so if, there, so, if there's a piece of wood and that's defined as a separate space, even though it's in the same, you know, uh, paran- it, it, you know, borders, I only said I was lending you one space to use, not two spaces. Very strange. I'm lending space to fall. I understand. You could always say, yeah, you could, sure. You could, right, exactly. And all of this, that it's a less than four by four, it's okay, it's considered all to be the same space, is when it's less than ten fachim off the ground. But if it's higher than ten fachim off the ground, this piece of wood, it fell on a rock or something. Even if it's not for Amos, that's considered to be its own separate space. Sort of like we have things like this by Shabbos as well, right? What's considered a Carmelist and a different Rishus for Amos, you know, higher than ten tfachim. Anyway, and even again, if it's less than four amot and within ten tfachim, we consider it to be the same space. Um, if it only if it doesn't have its own name, if it has another name, meaning an accompanying name, it's its own space anyway. If you sort of say that's like you know that's like a poo corner, you know that's like whatever, you know that's the, that that's Fred Rock over there. So <laughs> so even though it's less than for Amot, that has its own identity. Alright? Anyway, very strange to me, the biggest issue besides the idea of one place, not two places, is, you know, the idea that rent, lending a space can count, and the Gemara doesn't spell out what type of kinyan you have to do, what constitutes enough of an ownership of that space to be considered, you know, your yad to work for Gitin. Did we say that? Okay, right? I don't remember hearing that. What? Same Levi? No. Yeah. No. 
A chair. Oh, oh yeah. Don't sit on so and so's chairs. Right, right, right. That could be. Yep. Okay. Gavoa sarav afagav dulo have arba amot. I'm sorry. Simba. Afilu hi ama ima bimita. If he gives it to her, even if he's there with her in the bed, it doesn't work. Which I also find so bizarre. Of course, the closer that he's there with her, the less <laughs> it's giving it away from him and giving it to her. Don't understand the afilu of the mishnah. Amarava lo shanu ala bimita hisholo. When is it that it doesn't work? If it's his bed. So even the more, what's the afilu of the mishnah? Aval mita shalah migureshes. Her bed, he is migureshes. Presumably, even if he's there with her in the bed, okay, maybe not. Maybe so what? It's like it's, he's standing on her property, right? He's standing together on her property. He drops it in her yard. Doesn't matter that he's there. She's migureshes. Tanya namihachi Rabbi Yehuda Omer mita shalah ain't migureshes. Mita shalah migureshes. So now the Gemara says, and here becomes the whole question, right? About one minute. Until now, we've been talking about on her person or on her property, like physical, like real estate on the ground that he owns. That that's an extension of her. This, the bed presumably, is in his house. Right? So why is that considered to be giving it to her? So the Gemara says, uh, Why does that work? It essentially is, if I'm trying to sell you, you come into my store, and you want to buy some wine, and you take out your jug, and I pour some wine into it. Okay? Have you done a kinyan? Because it's now in your jug, so your jug is in your... Kayleen, that's like on your property. Or do we say, but your property is in my property. So fundamentally, this is still in my space and not in your space. So how do you define when, whose property it's in when it's in your vessel, but your whole vessel is on my property? So the Gemara says, well, that's exactly this case. Maybe if you tell me it works to put it on her bed when it's in his house, should we infer from this that in general, a Kenyan works if it's somebody's vessel in another person's property? Maybe we should, but okay, but we know that's an open question. Question. So the Gemara says, um, it's, the, it's the vessel of the purchaser in the domain of the seller. Should we infer from this that does it work because that is considered still fundamentally your property because it's in your vessel? Okay, okay, maybe we could conclude that, but we know that's an open question. But says, no, 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 we can make it a special case. To Gavoa Asara, the bed is more than 10 fachim off the ground, so therefore it's not like, sort of like we said before. <laughs> since it's above the airspace even though normally in a house for like Shabbos purposes anything in the house is considered doesn't matter how high it's considered to be part of the Rosh Hashanah but nevertheless for these purposes 10 Tzachim off the ground is considered to be enough of its own space that if it's in my vessel even if it's on your property but more than 10 Tzachim off the ground it he works rises no, 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 no let's say I go ahead and I put you know I put my jug on your counter and your counter is more than 10 Tzachim off the ground more than 30 inches but, ah, so that's Gemara's question. The Gemara says, so the same with the legs of the counter. So, how about the place where the legs are? It's all attached to the ground. You don't mind that your wife uses your space for keeping her bed there. So, one minute. So then in the end is the answer, so if they don't mind, if it's considered like he, he lets her use it, which echoes back to the Gemara about borrowing the space. So is it enough that you're not mocked is that enough? Or is Why it a combination? Why do you need more than... You could say not Makhdid is not enough to make it her yard. But maybe to make it that it's not like, like she has rights here and if it's in her vessel that works, so then it should be even less than Ted Fahim, right? And how do you translate this anyway to a case of when I'm selling you something and you put your jug down and I pour wine in it? I'm also 
letting you put your jug down, maybe there's a difference. There it's only for a minute. Here the bed he allows, you know, long term the bed to be in the space. But anyway, it's a little unclear how the not makbid is needed together with the higher than ten fachim. Anyway, look at Tosfos. Tosfos says, Okay, at least when it comes to his wife. Okay, other people maybe he would be more makbid. So again, what we start getting here is on the one hand intersecting with classic discussions of what constitutes a kinyan, so looking at get as like the normal world of kinyanim, but at the other hand, some weird special considerations, right? Like this whole, like this whole idea about, uh, you know, is verbal she'elan enough, or do you need to actually, does you need to physically take possession of the yard? You're not makpid, more than tentfachim, which works in this case, doesn't work in other cases. So again, it could be we're all working under the same rubric of kinyanim, but there are just, you know, different factors that factor in. But again, the question is also how much are we looking at a different model, a model of an act of giving, and not so much an act of kinyan. Okay, so now the Gemara goes on. And we're going to see here the same issue. You throw it into her cheka, which could either mean her chest, her bosom, or her lap. It's interesting, yet the same word means two things in Hebrew. Um, lap, I think, fits better. Or into her basket. Now, her lap should be obvious. That's on her body. Okay? But the basket, we get back to an idea like the bed. Where's the basket? Okay? So the Gemara says, Amai, why does the basket work? It's the vessel of the lokech and the and the domain of the mocher because it was on her yard you wouldn't need to talk about the basket no she's got her basket it actually is like suspended around her yeah or like actually yeah like a purse well since it's holding tuyaba actually sounds even more than that like it's like she's got like on a chain around her neck um, actually you know there's a whole discussion about kalasa was something that they also had a way of covering their hair with like some type of a basket thing around their head okay so that really is considered like an extension of the body but yeah Michael's right maybe holding on is also enough uh, the Gemara is going to discuss Kshura in a minute um, no, if it's tied to her, even though it's not suspended, let's say she's got it, um, it's dragging on the ground, but it's like, I don't know, some string ties it to her leg or some bizarre thing like that. Okay, obviously a third possibility would you need both kshura and tluya. That would be the case of like suspended around the neck. Right, Michael's example of holding is a case of tluya without kshura. Um, Okay. Uh, okay. Um, it was between her thighs. She was sitting down. Now, what, so what? But if, is it like, is she holding it off the ground between her thighs? Then it's a type of a case of tluya. Is it on the ground? Then why does it work? So Rashi says, Similar to the Gemara before, that you're not mocked about where the bed is, although there we need it higher than ten fachim. The guy isn't mocked his wife has a right to sit wherever she wants. Okay? But again, it works because it's in her kalim. It's just that his domain doesn't, oh, doesn't trump that because he fundamentally is not mocked that she's there. Um, okay, but of course the phrase of Rashi, kanuela, seems to be going even further. You know, that like, but, but again, it presumably is not working because it's in her domain, that it's not like the space she's on is her chutzer, but it's in her, it's in her, it's in her, it's in her kli, it's in her vessel, and therefore, 
and but it's okay for it to be that, that his domain his the sense of it being his domain doesn't overpower that um so the Gemara now continues um Rav the husband sold baskets so so Raji says therefore anyway there's a basket in the house I don't care what does that have to do with it it's her basket so I guess it means that the house is scattered you know the house is filled yeah. with baskets one more basket. so what's one more basket so somehow you know that means a sense that it's his domain there's fund- when there's fundamentally lack of hakpada right then that's again what's so funny is why we're framing this as lack of hakpada why don't we just say in any scenario if she's in the house and the basket's on the ground he's implicitly letting it be there he's not saying get your darn basket off the ground right why do we have to make it like it seems like that wouldn't be enough if it's only being allowed there because it's a special case that he permits it to be there fundamentally like his ownership is established you know his presence is established okay you can put it down but because I'm giving you permission so that's not enough of her establishing a sense of a presence but if the default is that she has a right to do it she has a right for her bed to be there she has a right to sit wherever she wants you know it's a default not a special case then that's more that she's established her presence and it can be in the basket okay um, well, let's just finish this the same way she has the place where her lap is she has the right to have wherever her basket is so that sounds like that uh, no like sort of like the Gemara before about the bed you don't need it to be a, a special case of Bain Yarkotaha fundamentally the wife has a right to put down the basket wherever she wants I'm a Rav my time at Rabbi Yochanan why? person is a Makhdi where his wife wants to sit and where she wants to put down the basket so again as long as it's not it's not like a special permission that was granted here it's an ongoing allowance then it can work because it's in her kelim and his domain does not overpower it Tanya Nami Hachi we taught similarly Anything that's like her basket, my what does include? To include some type of a basket that you eat uh, dates from. Again, I don't know exactly what the Kiddush is. Maybe that something like that is also something he fundamentally has permission. Um, again, one wonders like what is why is it Tanya Nami Hachi? How did this support our earlier contention? Unless the point is to say no, no, no. It has to be certain types of things like a basket that she has a right to put wherever she wants. But other types of things that are her vessels might not count. That presumably is the Tanya Nami Hachi. David, you had a question. What's the implication in terms of the general framework in this, of these people living together at this time? In other words, this wife is in, in, in this house. Right, but she's about to get divorced. No, but I mean, uh, say they're, they're not getting divorced. Right. Just the general living right. So, I mean, she is... Right, your question is sense that he, she has to get permission to do everything. Right, yeah, that's the thing. Like you know, I don't get it. Like like so during the here they are, they're married, whatever. Yeah. She wants to go ahead and uh, she brings home some groceries, right? She puts she she's not, she's she's not allowed to put it down. Oh, because of his groceries. If she actually bought it with some of her own money, she would have to ask permission to put it down. Like I, I'm with you. Like I don't even begin to understand this. Like doesn't isn't it? He's not mocked on any place that his wife puts anything like in the house. Like doesn't she implicitly have you know that right as an ongoing thing unless the point is in the immediate context of divorce but it doesn't sound that way either then why are we assuming that he isn't Makhdi if it's in the immediate context of divorce I'm with you I don't I really don't understand that yes if they don't have Makhdi so can an individual kind of revoke that yeah, presumably. I mean, presumably, yes. You know, that's why I was saying before. It's not like he has a real kinyan and a real right. 
construction as a general rule. Like somehow it seems like if he had to give her special permission, it wouldn't count. But if he, uh, but if by default he allows it, it's not seen like his presence like overtakes it that it's her space. But I, presumably he could be mocked. That's what it sounds like. All right, very confusing. I don't know. Like sometimes it's the simple gemaras that are deceptive. Um, okay, let's take a look now at the next mishnah. Amalah. So now we move on to the act of giving. Well, it is the act of giving, but not the question of uh, going onto her personal property, but the framing in which it's given. We quoted this before, you might remember, or something like this. If he says to her, here, take this, uh, would you mind taking this like uh, business document? Um, and then she opens it up and he says, ha ha, surprise! Okay. <laughs> or she picks it up from behind him. And then she reads it and she realizes it's a get. Ain't no get! It's not good. It has to be given, not only does it have to be given, it has to be given in the context of being a get. Yeah, but he has to say, hey, he can't. He can't mis- say, hey, what are those? Oh, it's just so, well, that goes back to the debate of whether she has to be standing there yeah, or not. Um, she doesn't. So that's a good question. She might not have to hear him say it, but it might be a difference between being misrepresented, misrepresented as opposed to for anybody who's there to see it, he's being clear about what it is. Okay, but that's a good question. I'm going to touch on some of that in a minute. Okay, Nelson Biyadav he Shena. Let's say he gave it to her and she's asleep. Okay, Neura Kor Avareugita, and then she wakes up and reads it and it's, behold it's her get it's not good she has to be, has to be told so she has to be awake so Michael raises a good question let's say she's awake but she's somewhere else right I mean the Gemara before said she could be in Tveria so presumably she's not there right so somehow there's different at least there somehow conceptually we say she's in a position to know anybody who's there knows you combine the pieces but here right even though she was physically present she was unaware and that's not good now interestingly the Gemara never asks how do you know that this is true how do you know that you need to frame it in the right way because Rambam and Tosos come up with different explanations Tosos says Eino Gerachi Yomer Okay, let's actually read this Tosfos. Um, like this Gemara says, When it was given to verbally say, Behold, you are permitted to any man. You know, this should be from you, from me to you, a writ of divorce, and and it sounds like that, that was not only the text of the get, which it is, but that was verbally stated. That even if he didn't say that it's kosher, you might remember that case. A guy goes to witness and say, "Look at this. See this? It's a get. I'm going to give it to my wife, but I don't want to tell her it's a get. But you see that it's a get." And then he goes over and he brings his friend to say, "Hey, hon, you remember Fred and George, right? Oh, by the way, you want to take this? You mind taking this letter for me? Okay, so they know that it's a get, and it's obvious to them, and she doesn't, and it says there." that it's good. Okay? And the Gemara actually learns it out from the fact that a get can be given to a, um, I think it's from the fact that a get can be given to a woman from a, who's a Shota. Right? And she doesn't have to be aware about what the meaning is. Right? Rabbi Yodim ben Gudgudu, oh no, Chereshet. That he, that a Chereshet. Okay, not a Shota, who's less of a Bardas. Okay, so anyway, so isn't that against this Gemara? Okay, which sort of addresses a little bit of Michael's issue about not being there. There may be you combine the pieces. It's objectively knowable, and which is funny because it's been misrepresented, which is worse than just not knowing. But there's objective knowledge, and they maybe will correct it. So somehow we're able to combine those pieces. Okay, which is still obviously that's you know not a great. I mean, still like that's not does not sound great that situation. 
Um, now he's going to talk about where we know this from. So first it's resolving with that other Gemara, which certainly raises questions that this is not all black and white. Now where do we know this from? So Tosa says, so Tosa says, and this is who came up before talking about a chereshet and a katana, whatever, that it says, that she has to understand what this act of divorce means, so therefore she has to understand that she is divorced. Okay? So that's her Tosa. It's not to define it as an act of giving a get, it's that it only works if the consequences of it are that she understands that she's being divorced, which actually one could say that maybe you don't actually have to have the act and the statement come at the same time. Because right. it's not, which, not which is what, well, yes, like the Chatzar and like the Adam and like the Mishnah. Because the Mishnah says, if he gave it to her and said it's a, it's a, it's a Shtachov, and then later he says, it sounds like Hegitech, it works to say Hegitech after the act of giving, which works fine for Tosos. Now Rambam comes up with his own Russia. Maybe he found it in the Midrash Halacha, I don't know. But here's what Rambam says. Rambam says, Amar le'edim, Ruget, this is Perak Aleph Halach Yod. Ruget Shani Noten La, the Chazer, I'm sorry, no, no. Uminayin Sheinu No La Ela Betorat Gerushin. How do you know that to give, Sheinu Notno La Ela Betorat Gerushin has to be given to her in the context, you know, framed as a get. Shenemar Sefer Kritut Zenatan Biyada. So the act of Zenitina has to be clear that it's a safer kritut. Okay? It's, a, it's clear, it's defined as a safer kritut that he is giving to her. It has to be given in that, in that capacity. Okay? And then the Ramam speaks about the Edom and he says the Edom is good because like Tosu says the Edom will tell her um, oh no no Tosa doesn't say the Adam will tell her he just says the Adam know so for the Rambam and this is actually the difference between whether, whether the, we have to assume the Adam will tell the woman for Tosa the idea is that she has to know that she's divorced so Tosa has to say the Adam will eventually tell the woman for the Rambam he doesn't say she has to know that she's divorced he just has to say objectively it has to be defined as an act of giving a get so if I say to you here's a piece of mail then I've redefined it as a different act I've defined it but if I throw it in the yard or I tell witnesses even if I'm lying to her there's objective evidence and knowledge even if she's ignorant of it right that it is actually an act of a get one wonders why it can't work if she's asleep that also could objectively be that but maybe again maybe that's a little different like none of the no necessary player is aware of it but anyway but that's different ways of framing what the issues are okay let's take a look yeah, let's take a look at the Gemara um, Gemara says Ki so what if he says hey Giteich afterwards oh no I'm sorry the Gemara's first going on the case where she picks up the get from behind him so the Gemara says why is the problem about picking up the get from behind him only a problem that he didn't tell her it was a get it's a bigger problem he didn't give it to her she picked it off the ground have a um Let's pick up your get from the ground. He says to her, pick your get off the ground. It's not good because he has to give it to her. She can't be the one to take it. It has to come directly from him to her, not coming off the ground. So Mark Okay, it doesn't mean she picked it off the ground. It means like she picked it out of his back pocket. So it went directly from him to her. But Mark says, okay, it's direct. But he wasn't the one who gave it. He has to give 
give it into her hand. She can't be the one to take it from him. The lacquer, you don't have it. So he says, no. He basically, like, moved, like, you know, moved over his body, moved over his, uh, you know, his thigh or something. And then she took it from him. So he did the act of giving because he, like, jutted out his body, you know, but, and then she took it. But I, I gotta tell you, it's still a chiddush to me. Like, if he sticks out his hand to her, holding the get, and she plucks it from the hand, right? That would still sound like he, he didn't give it to her, she took it from him. So I'm not really getting it, you know? I really don't understand how her taking it suffices if he has to be the one to give it. Yes? I mean, I think the idea of it is it's like on his, I don't know, on his lap, he's kind of like, right. how's that different than Right. No, no, no. Because the normal is that she puts out her hands and he stops it in her hand, or at least he places it. But he's the one doing the action, right? right? Here, she's taking it out. So, to me, that's a big chiddush that that's considered an act of nitina. All right. Anyway, yeah. Typical scenario would be both are acting. Right? If I give you something, right? I, I send it to you and you receive it. Right. Right. I mean, we've kind of conceptualized that he's dropping it in her right. or in her hand. Right. But I don't think that's really a typical way of. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, the Mishnah sort of zarak law sort of has him very active, right? But you're right. I mean, I guess if it's somehow that they're both doing it at the same time, but this is like he extends and she takes it, right? That totally seems like she's the primary, Please. right? That's, that's more akin to a typical act of me giving you something. I guess so. I, you extend, like, what's the difference mean? Here, have this apple, and then you take the apple. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so, uh, so I get it. But to me, that's a chiddish, right? That that would be considered an act of natan biyada. So, I, I mean, I haven't had a chance to look, but it'll be interesting to see how this gets developed, you know, cl- uh, clarified by the postkin. Okay, Tanya Namihachi, we thought similarly. I mean, when they actually give a get, you should see how crazy makpid they are. Like, you know, she has to hold her hand like this, she can't move, whatever. Like, anyway, okay. Tanya Namihachi. If he says to her, So here it makes it just clear. It doesn't answer the problem that he has to be active, but it just says that she didn't pick it off the ground. She took it out of his back pocket. Okay, Divi Rebbe. It's not good until he says this is your get. Now, Reb Shimon Elazarom, and now what is a Chiddush of Rebbe is, once we establish that it has to be done as a get, the Chiddush is that he could say that after she took it. Right? So you could say, after she took it, if it wasn't good then, how does it become good now. It's a little funny that you combine the statement later with the act of giving and make it all a good package, right? So, okay. Um, that's what Rebbe says. But Rebbe Shimon ben Elazar disagrees. Rebbe Shimon ben So he has to take it back and give it again and give it the right way. Okay. Put it in her hand. She was asleep. Neirashi wakes up for Karavarayukita, and he'll get a Shomala Hegitech, give a Rabbi. He has to now tell her what to get, but that's okay, he doesn't have to give it again. Rabbi Shimon Lazromer. Same debate. He says, no, you have to give it again. You need both cases. If you said in the case where she thinks it's just like a, a, doc, a, a business document. Uh, that's when Rabbi says it's enough to say afterwards. Because she is, when it was first given to her, she could have been divorced. She was at least conscious. She was fit to be divorced. She was asleep. That she's not aware of what's going on at that moment. There's no way she could be divorced at that moment. Maybe he would agree with her that you have to re-give it. If we just had the case of her being asleep, 
That's what Shimon Lezer says. You have to redo it because she was asleep. When she was awake and it was given as a Starchov, maybe he agreed to And this makes a lot of sense. Because again, if you say that the act of giving has to be framed in a particular way, right, Shimon Lezer's question is a good one. How do you combine a later statement with an earlier act to reframe the act? So if she was conscious the whole time and you said, here's the get, and then you said, ha ha, I mean, here's your shark of, ha ha, it's a get, okay, it's a get, you know, and you, you didn't say ha, you said, here's your get, you, know, you said, here's your shark of, and she opened it, and then you said, here's your get. We could sort of see that as a continuous process, she was conscious, you were engaged in an interaction the whole time, and what you said later defines the whole process, even the earlier stage of the process. Whereas if she was asleep, right, it's a lot harder to see how when you told her something at six hours later when she woke up, that redefines the act you did. To, you did when you were when she was asleep. It's very strange that the later act can the later statement can redefine the earlier act, especially for Rambam that the emphasis is on defining the act. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Um Rav says Rav because of Laget and Asnobiat of Da. Now we're going to clarify this idea of Chatzim Mishtamaris Ladata. If you wrote a get and put it into the hand of her slave, Yashonu Mishamarto Harei Zaget. If the slave is asleep, it works. Neyur Ainu Get. If the slave is awake, it doesn't work, which is bizarre. We would think it's better he's awake, he's watching it. But no, that's the whole problem. The Havila Chatzim Mishamaris Shalom Ladata. If the slave is awake, the slave is fundamentally the one in control of the get and not her. It's wa- it's a Chatzim that is watched not under her. Her, you know, direct control. He says, Mar says, Yashinim and Shamarta raise the get one minute. But why does it work when he's asleep? Amai, why is it good? It's a walking chutzer. We have a principle that a chutzer only works if it's stationary. Okay? This is a, 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 an evidence or property, but it's a moving chutzer. By the way, it's strange, right? Because we actually said that a caliph works, but caliphs, you know, caliphs don't move. They can be moved by an external force, but they don't, they don't move. So putting it into my vessel works, that's my property. But putting it onto my slave, why should that work? That's a chata that moves on its own. Okay? He's asleep. That's maybe, that helps for two ways. Number one is, it doesn't make it that he's watching it rather than her, and right now he's not moving. So the Gemara says, no. Anything that would not work if the slave was awake doesn't work. Anything that would not work if the slave is walking would not work if the slave is sitting. Now still, like the earlier Gemara, you could say there's a difference between being sitting and being asleep. Being sitting is because I'm choosing to sit. Being asleep is I'm in a state where I am not mobile. Okay? But anyway, but the Gemara thinks that you can't have a walking chatzam, and even if the guy is asleep, it's not good because he could wake up at any time. So why does it work? So the Gemara says, We're talking that the slave is bound. So he's bound, his legs are bound, so he can't walk even if he wanted to. So he's bound and he's asleep, okay? And therefore it works. It's not, it's not Mishameris to, it's, it's Mishameris it's not under the control of the slave and the slave can't walk so it's not a chatzar mehaleches again interesting especially given the earlier gemara about being asleep you could have distinguished between being asleep and just choosing to sit anyway that ties up the gemara before about chatzar mm-hmm. yes moving back to now this issue about domain and whose domain it's in yes go ahead uh, what, what do you think percentage of people were literate in those days uh, she has to read it. It's yeah. a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think the number of people that could actually write was probably much less. But actually, about literate, 
I don't know. I mean, you, the sense one tends to get is that people were pretty literate, at least in the at least in the Jewish community. I don't know if there's and been a discussion about that. She doesn't have to. Here, it's like even if she reads it and becomes aware, it's not good unless he says, you know. All right, um, all right. Let's take a look at the next Mishnah. Now, that was if she was in her, her yard, or we even spoke about him lending space to her, her vessels in his yard. Let's say they're in the public domain. Okay, no vessels, no nothing. They're just there in the middle of Broadway. Okay? Vizarkula, and he throws it to her. Karavla migoreshes. If it's closer to her, she's divorced. Karavla, if it's closer to him, ain't migoreshes. She's not divorced. Mechza, mechza, if it's smack in the middle, migoreshes, ain't migoreshes. She's doubtfully divorced. The same thing is true about Kiddushin. If you throw her a ring, it was it closer to her or closer to him? And by a debt, here's the hundred dollars I owe you. Catch. Okay? So by the debt, by the way, the relevance, it says, the, 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 credit, the, debt, the creditor said, throw me the money you owe me. Okay? And threw it to him. If it was closer to the creditor, he has his debt paid back, and if the money gets lost, that's his problem now. If it was closer to the borrower, if it still hasn't been paid back, and the lova has to make sure the debt is paid. If it's exactly in the middle, and then let's say it's a smack in the middle, and then it got lost, so then the credit, the, the, the debtor has to pay half the debt. We don't know. Okay, It's sort of like now, on the one hand, this would seem to be a great evidence that you don't need a normal Kenyan. Because since when have we heard of a Kenyan called, it's nearer to me than to you? When in the middle of the street, it's nearer to me, since you can't take possession of something. I want to sell you my, uh, I want to sell you, I don't know, whatever, my, you know, uh, my basketball. Here, catch, and I throw it to you, and it lands nearer you, or in the middle of a basketball court, right? What type of a Kenyan is that? You have to do Agba, you have to do Mashiach, who cares that it's nearer to you? Okay, so that would seem to indicate, again, that this isn't a normal Kenyan, it's giving it. And somehow, because it went away from my control and further away from me and closer to you, it's like I gave it to you. The only thing is, though, that the Mishnah later mentions that it works by Kiddushin and it works by a chov. And it works by Kiddushin and it works by a chov. That sounds like uh, it does work in general by Kinyanim. But that's bizarre, right? Because we never heard of that idea of a Kinyan, something being closer to me than closer to you. So let's see what the Gemara now does with this question. Very strange and, uh, you know, and provocative Mishnah. So the Gemara says the following maybe we're going to get to the bottom of it by defining terms what do you mean nearer to her and nearer to him it could just mean literal but again that would raise all the questions I just put out there what type of opinion is that so the Gemara says Amarav Arba Amos Shalah Zeu Karav no, karv la means within her four amot. And what you have to understand is that Chazal created a Kenyan of Arba Amos. Okay, that something within my four amot is like, you know, my four amot is like six feet, whatever. It's like, you know, Arba Amos is like when I carry something four amot in Rishut Rabim, I've taken it out of its space. So Arba Amos is like the immediate environs of something. So something within Arba Amot is like under my control. So actually, Chazal created a Kenyan, if you put something in my Arba Amot, even in Rishut HaRabim, although there's some question, maybe it has to be a side street, anyway, that works. So that's what Rav is saying is going on here. We are talking about a classic Kenyan. The classic Kenyan known as Arba Amot. 
So within her Arbamo it works. Within his Arbamo it does not work. Now what Rava doesn't discuss, but I'll spell out for you is, let's say they're more than eight Amot apart and it falls between the two. So that also obviously would not work because it has to get into her control in order to work. So basically for Rava, it has to be in her Arbamot and that's the Kenyan that we're talking about. Now, what's the Mechsa Mechsa? Basically, they are they're they're overlapping. The case is, if his arba'amot, if if she's here, right? It's been a while since I drew pictures. Okay, and he's here. You like the dress? Okay, so <laughs> if it's here, it's mechsel mechsa. It's not literally mechsel mechsa, but it's in a space that is both her arba'amot and his arba'amot. And that's why it's a suffix whether she's Megureshe. Okay? Uh, what? Exactly. It's a Venn diagram. Okay? So the Gemara says, One minute. Who got to the Rosh Hashanah first? First person there claims their stake. So if I was there first and you came later, you entered into my space. You're our Ba'amot. And the same would be the reverse. So that's uh, interesting. So the Gemara says, They showed up at exactly the same time. But we can never be exact. Nothing happens at the exact time. So, but the Gemara says, so, okay, so it says, but maybe we still have a doubt. So we have a doubt. So we don't know whose Arba Amot it is. Yes, but then it's not so interesting. Then the reason we don't know whose Arba Amot it is is just because we don't have sufficient facts. If we had the sufficient facts and we knew who showed up first, we'd know whose Arba Amot it was. Whereas this case is more interesting. This case is not just we don't have sufficient facts. This is a case where objectively it's in a contested space. Right? So there's one way, say, this way of saying it's objectively contested as opposed to saying, oh no, no, it's one of their Arba Amot. It's just the guy who showed up first. We just don't know who it is. So then it's really just a question about not knowing the facts. Anyway, so what the Gemara says is, We're talking about that they are exactly eight Amot. So the case is that that her Arba Amot goes like this and his Arba Amot goes like this and they're exactly eight Amot apart. Okay? And the get goes here. Okay? You like how quickly I did that? <laughs> oh, psych. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all right. So I have hidden talents. Okay. So the Gemara says, One minute. Says the Gemara, why is it a suffix? If part of the get is still in his domain, right, then he's still, it's like his hands are still on it. Right? So if she has her hands on half of it and he has his hands on the other half, she's vada not Nigoreshes. He's still holding on to it. So what's the suffix? Um, so Ella, Rabbi Rav Yosef, Rami Chavayu, they say, Going back to the thing we avoided before, that it is just a question of facts. There's different testimony. Two witnesses say we saw it and it landed closer to her. And two witnesses say we saw it and it landed closer to him. And they said, okay, let's do the instant replay because the refs are debating. Anyway, so... So it's basically it's just a question of stuff that we don't know all the facts. Fine, that's one approach. Any two witnesses on either side? Yes. One and one? No, two and two. Uh, I mean, if it was one and one. I, yeah, that raises other questions. But his yeah. Hand when he's giving it to her, or does he have to drop it? No, he does drop no, it. He threw it. it. I'm saying in general. In general, yeah, he has to release it. it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. If he's still holding on, it's not good. Anyway, so this the basic idea though is we're not reading the Mishnah literally. Korav law and korav law means in her arba amot because we need it to be a classic Kenyan and a classic Kenyan is within somebody's arba amot 
Now, though, we have Rabbi Yochanan, who gives a more pshat read of this Mishnah. Rabbi Yo- although it's a bigger Chiddush. Rabbi Yochanan o- Omer, Korov Lashaninu. No, next to her. That's literal. A few me'ama, even if it's a hundred amot away from her, but if it's closer to her than to him, that's closer to her. The car of lotion, you know, closer to him, I feel me'amai, even a hundred amot away. So, hey, so meaning, yeah, it just means whoever it's closer to. It doesn't have to be within your four amot. So the Gemara says, hey, he dummy mechsel mechsel, would be mechsel mechsel, according to this. So, we could, you know, Amarav Shimon Bar Abba, the Didim Mefarshal, I mean, Adri Yochanan is explained to me in the name of Yochanan, who Yochol is Shomra, the he ain't Yochol is Shomro, Zel Kavlo. Now we're clarifying a little bit. Even though he says it's literal, who is it nearer to, and it's not Arba Amot, it's still a little bit conceptual. What it really means is, who, his, who can control it? Who can protect it? Okay? So, if, she, if, if, if he is able to protect it, and she can't, then it doesn't matter physically where it is, like you don't just take out a ruler, you know, it's considered under his control. That's Karav if it's near enough to her or wherever it's situated in a place that she has the ability to access and control it and he does not no matter how distant it is that's near to her if they both equally can access it and protect it or they both neither can that's half and half okay so what do you see though by Reb Yochanan you see for Reb Yochanan that you don't need to be in, in the Arba Amot as long as she can protect it and he can't it works as a get which is a big chiddush because that doesn't work in normal kinyanim so again that would really point to that there's a different thing that defines the giving of a get than a normal kinyan okay and now the Gemara says so the rabbi said to Rabbi Yochanan you know you're reading the Mishnah that's about literally Karav Law and Karav Law who can protect it it's not an Arba Amot idea Rabbi Yonason says that Rabbi Yonason back in Bavel says that as well. Omar, so Rabbi Yochanan said, Wow, Yagin Chavran Bavlai, Tama. Wow, look at that. Our Babylonian colleagues know how to give a good shot to a Mishnah. Like, <laughs> like I, you know, like basically which reflects the idea of the Nerch Yisrael. Look, in general, this debate, in Nerch Yisrael, they tend to be a more literal read, a closer read to the text, to, to the original text of the sources. When Bavel, they're more free explaining things in ways that are not always, don't have as, as much sort of literal fidelity, textual fidelity to the sources. Shrab Yochanan is like impressed that they came up with a good shot in the Mishnah, presumably that was closer to the shot of the Mishnah. Even in Bavo, there was somebody who was able to figure that out. Okay. Tanya Namihachi, we thought similarly, Rebbe Eliezer Omer, if it's closer to her than to him, and a dog came and ate it, or took it, it's not good. So the Mishnah says, what do you mean? Just because the dog took it, it's not good. Does he have to watch it her whole life? This is what it means. It's closer to her than to him. And how is that defined? Even though physically it's closer to her than to him. But if it was physically closer to her than to him, but if a dog were to come, he could stop the dog and she couldn't. Rashi says maybe there's a big boulder or a river between her and it. So it doesn't matter physical distance. If he's in a position to stop the dog and she's not, it's not good because the point is not physically who it's closer to nobody says to read the Mishnah that literally even Rabbi Yochanan who 
says it's not about Arba Amot, says it's about who's in a position to guard it and protect it. Amalei Shmuel Rav Yehuda, so Shmuel said to Shmuel, he has a, after the, all the things, Shmuel said to Rav Yehuda, Shinin a sharp one, Kedesh Yitashuach V'titlenu. So Halach actually is, not, it's not enough that she can protect it, maybe not even enough that it has to be in her four amot, or maybe this is the definition of four amot, it has to be close enough to her that she can bend down and pick it up. So he doesn't, he's being very careful, you know, Gitin, it's her whole status, is she Magurashis or not, we're not going to play around, it has to be really close to her, so close that she could bend down and pick it up. And even that, the at, lot adamatugitaliyada. And even that case, you shouldn't rule on to say she's allowed until the get actually goes straight into her hand. So this is expressing, you know, this idea of let's be extra machmir by gitin. Of course, being extra machmir by gitin also means, by, you know, keeping the woman bound, you know, in cases where she should be divorced. Okay. There was a case like this. It was thrown next to her. Maybe she could even bent down and picked it up. And they demanded that she do a chalitza because it never actually got directly into her hand. So one even wonders, according to this, what do we say? Do we say, pick it up and re-give it? Is it enough that she actually bends down and picks it up? You know, but now we come from going all the way to, it could be a hundred amot away, and she could protect it, to, okay, at least within four amot, that's shot of the Mishnah, to say that in practice, she actually has to get it directly onto her person, onto her body. And take a look at Tosvos. Tosvos at least limits this a little bit. Tosvos says, I'll end with this, the Alo Tavid Uvda Adamati Gitliyada says Tosos, the Haini Davka Birushita Rabim. Okay, that would be if in the public domain. Then that you really don't have a real, you know, presence in the public domain. If you threw it into her yard, then obviously it doesn't have to get onto her person. That as long as she like locks the door or whatever. And then he says the Aruch seems to be Machmir even in the case of the yard, but then Tosus rejects that. But if, if, so if it's in her yard, or then it doesn't have to be on her person. But if it's in Rishut HaRabim, we wind up effectively posking again this Mishnah. So on the one hand, this Mishnah is radical in the idea that giving a get does not need to be a normal act of a Kinyan. It could be, according to Rabbi Yochanan, a hundred amot away from her, but if she's in a position to protect it and he's not, that's considered, for gifting purposes, that he gave it to her. The act of giving does not have to fit into a box of a normal Kinyan. Whereas Rava read it as being within the Arba Amot, the conclusion of the Gemara is very machmir needs it to come to her directly. What we're going to look at tomorrow is the end of the Mishnah that says the same halacha is true by Kiddushin and Achov. Because if this is a special halacha by Get, how could the mission at the end say that it works by Kiddushin and Achov if normal Kinyanim don't work this way? So we'll see about that tomorrow.